generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Today we are talking first things first serving, serving God and serving people, serving God and serving people. So let's start with the basics. What is service? What does serving mean? And I pray that indeed God will shine light on his word. He will enable us to see service for some in a new light, for some with a more determined zeal in Christ, in the name of Jesus. He will quicken my tongue that I will speak inspired words as an oracle in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that the, the zeal for service, the passion for service, the heart for service rests in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so what is service? What is service? What is service? In a nutshell, um, and you guys can drop your comments as well. In a nutshell, service is serving. Service is serving or service is helping. Service is assisting, right? But the interesting thing about... Um, Sorry, there's a funny way this picture is showing. Own face, and I'm trying to move away from that. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening. Okay, let's just leave it. Right, so service is helping, assisting. And, but here's the thing, especially as we talk about service with God. You know that when you want to serve certain people or when you want to assist certain people, it's not just because, or it's not even because they are helpless. It's not because they cannot do the things themselves, right? So what are some other reasons that we serve people um, apart from the fact that they cannot do it by themselves? As a matter of fact, the word service itself connotes... Uh, let me not say, let me not give the answer. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh no, oh no. Let me get some other answers. You can go flesh, fleshy if you like, right? So you assist or you help people or you serve people because you honor them. You honor the value that they bring to your life or to your society or to the world or to your community. You honor who they are as a person, their investments, um, in life, in your life, in other people's lives, you honor them because, uh -huh, yes, yeah, because you are a fan. You just want to attach because, oh my gosh, I'm chilling with the big boy. I'm chilling with the big girl, right? You just, you admire them. You admire them. And so you want to be in a space where they are. You want to be in a space where they are, right? So you feel like because this person is such a person of value, I want to serve them. I want to connect with them because they are so admirable. I want to be in their space. Even if it's tying their shoelace, even if it's helping them carry their bag, even if it's running errands for them, even if it's helping them with their social media page, even if it's helping them go and do their BVN, whatever it is, even if it's washing their car, because you're a fan, you admire them from a place of value. You value them. And because you honor them, Buzzy posted something. Employment as a servant, the work performed by one that serves, help. 
use benefit, contribution to the welfare of others, beautiful. A form followed in worship. I mean, okay, now on the service, service, service. Like you're coming for service. Beautiful. You hold them in high esteem. Absolutely. These are the reasons we serve. Serving God or serving humanity. Right? Of course, we also know in some cases, these people can literally not do those things um, that they desire to do or that needs to be done in their lives. And so we come in to assist in our own capacity. All right? So in a nutshell, that's the angle we are um, learning about service from today. So let's start with scripture. We're going to read quite a lot of scriptures today. And so we're going to talk about what service is, why do we need to serve, how do we serve? Um, why can service be hard sometimes? And ultimately the reward of service, right? God help us. All right, so let's go to Genesis 1. Um, okay, why is my Bible hanging? Genesis 1, 26 to 28. I'm reading the Amplified Classic Version. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Uh-uh. Was... All right, here we go. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. <laughs> no P, P, Vicky. All right, thank you for posting, Buzzy. He says, thank you so much. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Okay, so God created man in his own image and in the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Here's the catch. And God said, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. So the key point that I'm bringing out of this is that part where it says, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. In brackets, using what does that subdue mean? What does that multiply mean? What does that fill the earth mean? It means using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. So in a nutshell, service is the dominion mandates. Service is dominion. So when God said, have dominion and fill the earth and all of that, what he was talking about was serve the earth, was serve God and serve the people that God made. That's what he's talking about. So in case anybody here was thinking, um, dominion is arriving. Dominion is having my cruise, my land, having my yacht, having... 150,000 followers on Facebook, on Instagram. I don't really care for Facebook these days, right? But apparently Facebook has a market, yeah. And I should guess on this actually. I care for it. My prosperity can be inside there to God. Angel passing by, right? Yeah, takes with we love God, we love people, yeah? So that is the dominion mandate, right? That is the dominion mandate. It's not 
It's not getting stuff. It's not becoming large. It's not arriving. It's not sitting on the throne. It's not even just getting to the top of your industry. All those things are an offshoot of service and we're going to get there soon. And this is why we can also say that God doesn't give you true dominion except you're a true server, right? Because God cannot entrust something big to you if the, if the programming, if the software, if the input, if the, what's, I'm looking for a particular word. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me, what's that word? If the seed in you is not a heart of service, a heart of service will produce dominion. But a heart that is not really wired for service will produce um, self-aggrandizement, will produce arrogance, right? Yeah. So it's a dominion mandate. And I remember something that Pidam said. I can't remember the series we were talking about. If someone remembers, post it there. Pidam said that service is not a pathway to greatness. Service is greatness. Do you get? Service is not the pathway that when I serve, God will exalt me. When I serve, God will increase me. No. The service in itself is the greatness. The elevation, the exaltation comes as a result of service. Service in itself is what makes you great. And we'll come to that um, in scriptures that we are going to read. All right? So let's look more into Genesis 1, 28. Oh, two years ago, really? It sounds very, very fresh in my head. All right, beautiful. Our LNT members on the call. I hope someone is saying, okay, GB is here, Bukola is here. All right, so we have our points, beautiful. All right, welcome people who are just joining. So here's the cruise, not a cruise. Okay, Shai is here too. Okay, Larry and Shai, sorry. Noted, beautiful, thanks. Hmm. So the, the scripture says we're made in the image and the likeness of God. So how are we like God? Let's, let's try, let's interact a bit. How are we like God? How do you know that you are like God? What makes you feel confident that you are like God? You are made in his image. Okay, what does that look like? Because I mean, we can argue it, but I don't know that God is walking on two legs and just has, I don't know, I don't know what no one has seen God, right? Um, I don't know that we are fully, he's fully like us like this. I don't know, I don't know, right? How are we like God? In what ways are we like God? Now I'm speaking about intangible things. His image is his personality, not necessarily his looks, okay? Beautiful, all right, so we're getting closer to it. So what are those personality or immaterial or intangible attributes that make us like God? All right, believers, how are we like God? Thank you, Buzzy. You have set a good foundation. Wait, is he only Buzzy that is inside his service? His spirit, okay, so what about his spirits? Because we have not seen his spirit, so we don't know what it looks like. So what is, yeah, his character, the fruit of the spirits. Beautiful, you are creative like him. Okay, beautiful. I like that, the character and the fruit of the spirit. We can love, okay? We can love, we can express love. We have, the, we have his nature by his spirit. What is his nature? Okay. 
Okay, power, influence, and authority. All right, his nature is love. Thank you so much. So we have his spirit. His spirit is love. His nature is love, right? His character is love. Beautiful. Why is this necessary for us? Let me break it down into all the manifestations, patience, gentleness, beautiful, beautiful, long-suffering, self-control. All right, so let me break it down into like three things. Everything you said is correct and it's still where we're going to land, right? So mentally, right, man was created as a rational being, as a volitional being. We can choose, we can make decisions, we can reflect, we can think, we can create, right? That is a God thing. We can choose, right? We can choose. Morally, we are also like Christ. <laughs> we are created in righteousness and perfect innocence at our core, right? Um, and so when I, say, when I say morally, we are also like Christ, even though moral, spirituality trumps morality, right? This is why when there's injustice, you feel a certain type of way. This is why when um, George Floyd, I was name, was killed, you felt a certain type of way. This is why hopefully for most of you or all of you, when you heard the true story of Meghan and Harry, you felt a certain type of way. This is why you feel somehow when you know that Nigeria is about the richest countries in the world and people are living like paupers, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't feel bad for them. There are a lot of people that feel they brought it upon themselves. They don't get sense. How they go live right out today? They should stay there and suffer. Like, how can they do that? Didn't they know they were, what they were getting into? We're allowed to fall in love. Anyway, maybe another conversation, we'll talk about that. Okay, right? So we are like Christ. We feel that. We feel that. We can feel that because we are like Christ. Even socially, um, as believers, we'll call it fellowship, bonding, communion, hangouts, whatever. There's that desire for communion. There's that desire to interact with people. Um, when you get older, in Jesus' name, you desire as a woman to be with a man. As a man, you desire to be with a woman. It's natural. Including all of you that are saying, no, boys, let me face my life. Let me just face my Jesus. Jesus is like, no, face me, face man, <laughs> the right man, right? Um, we're wired for relationships, and it just shows the nature of Christ. Even Christ is three in one. He's not single. As God as he is, as great as he is all by himself, he is three in one. You get, right? And all these things show um, the nature of Christ, and all these things ultimately point to love because he's given us choice because he loves us. He loves us. It's your blue gang. I bind and cast. Leave the opposite sex and touch God. <laughs> hey, God, I'll be King Peje soon. You better look for man's name that you will call you. Please. Hey, Israel, these are the issues. This is what we are saying. Call man, let man call you. Uh -huh. Right. So ultimately, it points to love because God wants you to choose. He wants you to choose him. He chose you. <laughs> he chose you. And that is a sign of his love. And you choosing him back is a sign of your love. He can't force you. He can't kidnap you. That's not love, right? That's bullying. That's bullying. Okay. Um, Morally, when something is going wrong in the society and you feel people are being subdued and oppressed, it's because you can feel the love of the Father that this is not how my people should be living. It's love. 
right? Socially, communion, interaction, help, support, collaborations, sponsorships, partnerships, um, hanging out, games nights, waves, um, boo and bay, communion is a love thing. How does this relate to service? How does this relate to service? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I hope we are fully aware now that the plan for redemption happened before the Garden of Eden, happened before man fell. That was an ultimate act of a service in love. And so if we are in the image and the likeness of God, and the Bible says, let the same mind that was in Christ be in you, then, thanks Peter, then, I say all the last, by the way, our default setting should be to serve. And we'll come to that scripture in Revelation 5 that Pidams also quoted recently, where when there was silence in heaven and the question was asked, who's worthy to break this seal? And Jesus said he would. This was long before. It was an act of service. It was an act of service. Let's read, let's read Mark 10, 45. Mark 10, 45, it was an act of service. And if we're in his image and his likeness, service should be our default. Uh, why is this phone not bright? I, I know brightness too much can spoil my eyes. My eyes will not be spoiled. All right, I want us to read different translations, but I'm going to start with Amplified Classic Version. Thank you so much, my darling. Mark 10, 24. Draw out your sword. Mark 10, 45. AMPC. Thank you so much, Dr. Feed. All right. I'm just going to compare on my screen. AMPC says, for even the son of man came not to have service rendered to him, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for instead of many, as a ransom instead of many. Let me see what HCSB says. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Okay, the easy translation says, even the son of man came to the earth to be a servant to other people. He did not come here to have servants who must work for him. No, he came to die so that many people can be free. Let's hold on to that. Many people can be free. Okay, uh, let's read the message translation. Okay, no, we can leave that. Mm. Okay, let's read message. It says he came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for many who are, who are held, hmm, eight factor, wanna catch me? <laughs> who are held hostage? Who are held hostage? Say that fast, if you can. All right, thank you so much. ERV, let's see what ERV says. <laughs> Follow my example, I love it. Follow my example. Even the son of man did not come for people to serve him. He came to serve others and to give his life to save many people. Beautiful. Let's read Philippians Philippians 2, 3 to 8. Philippians
Philippians 2, 3 to 8. Holy Spirit, help me. Oh, what's going on? Okay, Philippians 2. All right, 3 to 8. Do nothing from fact. I'm reading AMPC again. Do nothing from factional motives. Through contentiousness, strife, self. Who is posting a message in missions group at this time? Sorry, give me a second, guys. Okay. Conversation for another day, another time. All right. Um, do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends. All right. We already know now that service is a dominion mandate, and God will not give you space, largesse, growth, expansion if there's no seed of service in your heart. So it's not for I've arrived, it's not for here I am. Right? So we are not selfish and not for unworthy ends. We are not doing it so that we can get seen, we can get noticed, right? Mm -hmm. So let me ask, sidestep, what's the difference between service and putting yourself out there to be seen for your work? What's the difference between serving and putting yourself out there so that people will see you, your content and all of that, your motive, okay? Nice. Motive, beautiful, intent, beautiful, beautiful. Cool, intent, love it. Okay, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. That is the arrogance that have sense. More we can say, okay, at least we see your point. But this arrogance didn't even have sense. He's not ending up anywhere. You're just proud for nothing. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, lowliness of mind, let it regard the others as better and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourselves. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interests, but also each for the interests of others. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ. Let him be your example in humility, who, although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God. Ah, I love it. Fully possessing the attributes which make God God. God, Jesus is God. Hmm. Did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity, so as to assume the guise of a servant slave, in that he became like men and was born a human being. Final verse was eight. And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death on the cross. This is your Jesus. This is the creator of the whole world. This is the one who says a thing and it comes to pass. This is the one who calls things that do not exist and they begin to exist. This is your Jesus. The emphasis for um, the purpose of this teaching tonight um, 
would be verses six and seven, who although being essentially one with God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God, did not think this equality with God something to be easily grasped or retained. Why? But he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant. You don't drag for what is your own. You don't argue about what is your own. No matter how much any man in this life is coping me, there's nothing he can do. I'm coming back to Pasadam Lola Luatwembo's house. There's no argument you want to argue. Um, Kings is going to is going to be greater than it is. Okay. Tire buttons is going to Mo, you government houses, right? I don't need to drive, it's my own. My car is parked outside. I have my papers, I have my license, I have my registration, I have everything that's not expired. It's mine, there's no need to drag. And so one of the reasons that it was easy for Christ, <laughs> it's okay, Mo, these things happen. It was easy for Christ to let it go because it was because he wasn't actually letting it go because you can't really let go of what is yours. It's still yours. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So this thing of service is not a downgrade in any way. The greatness is still yours. And we've already said that service is greatness. And we're going to see it as we read some more scriptures. And I think it's going further down in this scripture, verse nine. He now said, therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should, must bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue frankly and openly confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, whether people admit it or not, one day on day we know, no need to argue. So in a nutshell for this part of the teaching, service is greatness. Service is not the path to greatness, it is greatness. Service is the dominion mandate. Service is the dominion mandate. The things that we plan for, imagine in our mind are the offshoots of that service. And how do we know this? Because Christ in himself served us even before the fall even before the fall, in that he gave himself and he decided that he will come for us. So let's think about it. What are the things that Christ gave up? Let's, let's think about it in real life, like practically, practically. So Dangote now has to go and live in the backside of Ajigunle, in the backside of Mushi, in the backside of Oshubi. What are the things that Christ had to give up because he wanted to serve? Let's... let's Let's, let's, let's talk about this in the chat. For me, for one, I'm just like, I can't go from smelling pure air and having perfect weather conditioning to be smelling pollution, right? I can't go from just appearing and just being and not be trekking 
from Bethlehem to Egypt, from Egypt to Galilee. So stressful. Sitting beside the father to being born in a manger. Like, I was going to say this in my rep. Having angels at your beck and call. I mean, they are just serving you. But now, you have to wait for Peter. Peter will have fought like 50 people on the road. The message you sent him, he can come back tomorrow instead of in five minutes' time. Right? You, he has to... He has to wait for things to be done when he has already done everything. It's so stifling. Dying on the cross, like life, life, the one who was life was quote unquote dying on the cross. Wow. Wow. Just wow. It was a lot. But he did this with service in mind. And we just read it, Philippians 2.9. And God gave him the name that is exalted high above every other name. Because he was obedient even unto the cross. That he was always, I was going to say destined or created for glory, but glory, Jesus and glory, same. But service is the greatness. Service is the greatness. Service is the greatness. If Jesus had never come, we will not reach him, we will not be serving him, we will not be honoring him. Okay, let's go into why should we serve? Why should we serve? Why should we serve? Number one, because Jesus did it. Because Jesus did it. Let's read. Hmm. Uh, that dying on the cross party. I know, I think I've shared it before. When I was younger, I used to feel like because Jesus was God, he wasn't feeling the pain. That yes, we could see the blood, but he wasn't feeling the pain because come, this is good. But fam, he feels everything, every single thing. Hmm. So today at home, um, Ronel was, I was here in the office and I just heard Ronel crying as in sharp cry, sharp cry. I got upstairs I mean, initially I was going to leave there because I'm like, well, you push, you cry, you push, you whatever I want to do. But this cry was very serious. And I went upstairs and what had happened? One of here, he was playing one of his toys and a part of the toy had broken. And it was a very long, thin, pin-like part of the toy. And somehow he had stepped on it and he went at least three inches, two to three inches into his foot. Okay, no, that's a lot. So maybe like an inch and a half into his foot. For a five-year-old, this is like nails going into his, his what they call this artery now. His artery is sharp. And he didn't want me to take it out. He didn't want to take it out himself. He didn't want to move his foot. He didn't want, he just like, he was just crying. That kind of cry, like a cry coming out of your nose, still coming out of your eyes, your face is red. He was crying, he was in pain. But we had to take it out. We had to take it out. And slowly and slowly and slowly, Ronel will try, mommy will try, mommy will try, Ronel will try, mommy will try. Nanny is saying, oh yeah, sorry, oh, sorry, Ronel, run, run, sorry. It was a ceremony. And we eventually took it out. And I'm just like, this one is small pain. And I think Ronel was being a little dramatic. I mean, I believe it was painful, but I think he was just scared because what is this that is happening? And so I'm just thinking, so imagine Jesus with cross 
and nails going into his feet and his hands. Ah. All right. So why should we serve? Because Jesus did it. Okay. So let's read Luke 22. Luke 22, 26 to 27. All right, 22 to 27. I'm reading Amplified Classic still. All right, but this is 26, but this is not to be so with you. On the contrary, let him who is the greatest among you become the youngest and him who is the chief and leader like, like one who serves. For who is the greater, the one who reclines at the table, the master, or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table, quote and unquote, but I am in your midst as one who serves. I'm in your midst as one who serves. And we already read Mark 10, 45 that says, Christ did not come to be served, but to serve. And so if, if Jesus served, he served his father, because we know that scripture says he came to do the work of his father, right? Um, as my father is working, so I'm working. Those who have entrusted to me, none of them has been lost. Um, as I see my father do, so I do. Um, um, I work during the day because night comes when no man can work, right? I say nothing until I hear my father say. I do nothing until I see my father do, doing the works of the of father. I must be about my father's business, right? He was serving. Thank you, Bolu. Don't um, just call you Bolu. Does anyone call you Bolu? Uh, thank you, Tife. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. So he already bursts a bubble that if Jesus, who is Lord of all, is saying that the seat at the table is not the important thing, say, please call me Boluma. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I can sustain it, but okay. Um, if Jesus, who is Lord of all, is saying that this high table, I can see it. But that's not what you should go for. Gone to serve. And Jesus is our example, our big brother. If he did the first act of love by dying before there was a fall, dying, not literally, then <laughs> I think he has some wisdom. All right? Because Jesus did. Number two, because serving is saving. Because serving is saving. Because serving is saving. So in the scripture I read earlier, or referenced earlier, Revelation 5, 1 to 10. Revelation 5, 1 to 10. Um, but I'm just going to read verses 9 and 10. Revelation 5. I'll just read 9 and 10, but 1 to 10. 9 says, and now they sing, ooh. Oof. Okay, and now they sing a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to break the seals that are on it. For you were slain, sacrificed with your own blood. You per hmm? For you were slain, sacrificed, and with your own blood, you purchased men unto God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom, royal race, and priests unto our God, and they shall reign as kings over the earth. Serving is saving. So if Jesus had not died, if Jesus had not come, 
we will not have been purchased men. We will not have been purchased men. We will not have been purchased unto God. Tribes, languages, people, and nation, we will not have been purchased unto God. We will still be in the slave market. We would still be in the clutches of the devil. So Jesus serving saved us. And so the question now becomes, how many people are still being held hostage? Like we read in the first scripture, I believe that first scripture was, um, was it in Philippians? Where we read about, um, okay, it was in Mark. It was in Mark, in another translation of Mark, that Jesus came to save, um, to serve, so that people will not be held hostage. So the question now becomes, what part of your service are you withholding that is also keeping people hostage? that is also enslaving people, that is making people suffer, that is not allow them to be redeemed. Verse 10 says, and because he came, because he came to serve us, we were able to be translated into a kingdom royal race and to priest unto God. And we shall reign, we are now reigning on earth. So when we are not serving, we are inhibiting we are what's that word what's grammar now that watcher people from coming into their dominion from coming into their rulership from coming into their kingship from coming into their freedom little things as little in quote as not evangelizing is keeping someone in the clutches of hell little things as not posting the content from service is keeping people in darkness density stupidity it's a clutch it's a grip they need light superior light so that they can come up higher but no i've been blessed we move on make we face the grind make we face the hustle for those people still facing grind and hustle i wonder if you're members of kings right serving is saving when you are serving people and you also allow people to serve you, it makes influence easier. So because we can see how much God has done, how much Christ did for us, how much he loves us, how much he saved us, how we were in sin and darkness and he brought us into his marvelous light. It's like, oh my God, how can I pay you back? In quotes, how can I honor you with my life? How can I live to serve you? We want to do so much for Christ because Christ has done so much for us. So his influence on us becomes easier. It's difficult to work with someone who you cannot influence. And I mean, a relatable example is social media influencers. Why do they use certain people? Why? Tell me, what are some reasons brands use social media influencers? Apart from, of course, we know they want to grow their own. I mean, let me know, let me know. Just, just say. Why do brands use social media influencers? Mass followership. People are following them. Okay, let's go more. Apart from people following them, if you have 100,000 Kenya, you don't have conversions. It doesn't make sense. But apart from the mass following, we're seeing that it's converting into comments, into likes, into shares into business they have people's mindset they have people's attention people have bought into them not just as a person but as a brand as a product as a service as an institution as an answer to a question as a solution to a problem whether the problem is 
sadness and the person is doing skits, it's a solution. Whether it's spiritual growth and it's serving the problem of um, spiritual um, dryness, it's a service to get people to use the product or service, get them to think in a certain way. Influence becomes easier when you're serving. So in, in as much as some of these influencers may not have the right motive, the truth is a result of service is following. A result of service is following. And so when you serve people the right way, with care, with love, with intentionality, as Christ would, when you teach them, when you love them, when you give to them, when you remember their birthdays, their names, you compliment, when you serve them, it's easier for you to influence them. And it's also true in the other way, when you are serving, be it at work, be it at church, be it at home, it's easier for people to notice you. It's easier for people to bless you. Haven't you heard that story of um, a guy living with his uncle? He had been with his uncle for two, three years. And someone just started working with his uncle as an assistant for three months. The assistant does work in the office, goes over time, um, sometimes comes to the house to wash, wash the car, sometimes comes to the house to wash Madame's car, buys gifts for the children now and then. And you that you've been living in your uncle's house for three years, you're saying, Uncle, please, I need money for X, Y, Z. And Uncle is like, come back tomorrow, come back next year, or I don't have money. And this assistant comes in and asks for money, and they give the guy money your very before. What's the difference? It's service. It is service. And it's not that this assistant has, has um, you know, has jazzed uncle. No. He has given. He has poured out his heart. And the truth about it is the Bible says that a man's gift will make room for him. And gift is not even just necessarily like you buy juice and give them. It's service. I mean, we know from scripture in Ephesians that that give, that service, serving, helping others is one of the gifts, one of the administrations of the gifts of the Spirit. All right? So number one, because Jesus did it. Number two, because serving is saving. So winning is easier when you serve. When you serve people, when they, even if it is that they, they, they now rate you and value you for your tech skills, they want to have tech conversations with you. They find it easy to have tech conversations with you. You bring solutions to them based on tech. Is, is an inroute into their lives. All right, number three, speaking about inroots, it's an inroute to the expansion of the kingdom on earth. Service is an inroute to the expansion of the kingdom on earth. And simple scripture for that is let your light so shine, Matthew 5, 18. Let your light so shine, Matthew 5, 16. When your light shines, and your light shining in this instance is service. When you've been given a gift, whether it's singing, whether it's cooking, whether it's making money, whether it's doing hair, whatever it is. Oh my gosh, I'm not using two devices. I am so sorry. I didn't even celebrate and rate the people on YouTube. Forgive my sins and trespasses. How are we doing on YouTube? Uh, and I also didn't want to echo. Ah, okay. 
Okay, it's not even logging me into YouTube. Sorry for another day, but I hope we're good on YouTube. Sincere apologies. This is how you know that you don't. I don't usually do this. All right. So, how are you using those gifts to let your light so shine? It's when people see how great you are, and you say, "Oh, it's not me. It's my God." That's what points them to God. Let's read Matthew twenty twenty six to twenty eight. And I'm about to start speeding up. Matthew 20, 26 to 28. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Buzzy. But I think because I've transferred a lot of my accounts to one phone as opposed to use two phones, it's asking me to log in showing that I'm logging in from a different device and yeah, I'm not about that life right now. Okay, thanks. But how are we doing? You guys on you guys online or those of you, let me know how are we doing on YouTube. Okay. Matthew 20. Twenty-six to twenty. Let's see. Let's see if we can do twenty-six to twenty-seven. And if we need to go to 28, it says, uh, okay, no, we've read this before. Okay, we've read this before. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. Whoever wants to be the leader must first be the servant. I know, think about it. When you think about the brand icons that we have, you think about the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs, the Oprah. I mean, when you think about Oprah, what do you think about? What do you think about opera? What do you think about? I mean, I don't know if Gen Z's really know about opera. Is P Dams on this call? I've not even looked for P Dams. Hey, God. I didn't hear my door open, so I just took for. Okay, I can't see him, so I guess he's not. Okay. Um. All right. When you think about Oprah, what do you think about? My battery is trying to die. Let me charge it before we enter one chance. No, now. Oh, my God. You see, Buzzy, you just exposed yourself. You just exposed yourself. I say icons. I say Oprah. I mentioned Steve Jobs. I mentioned Bill Gates. Buzzy, you just showed yourself. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. When she thought, I said... Opera, as in singing. Anna, you have a question? PM, answer me. Okay. Is Kenneth on the call? See on YouTube. Let me mute Hannah because I'm There we go. All right, sir, let me go back to your comments. Opinams is on YouTube. I celebrate you, sir. Thank you so much, so much, so much, so much, so much. Conversationalist, interview, um, queen of talk show, philanthropy, aka you get this, you get this. When you think about Oprah, there's no how you mention her. Yes, queen of talk shows and all, um, but giveaways. Before there was Babadu giveaway for us. 
Oprah was doing giveaways. And I'm talking as far back as 1997, 96. Oprah would give tickets to travel. Oprah would give vacation. Oprah was always giving. Oh, p is here now. Good evening, sir, and welcome. Hey, this one is not charging you. I bind and cast. Here now, my chest is confident that if this phone should go off, you guys are covered. Okay. It's how to now balance the phone now. I need phone stand in my life. Okay. All right. All right. So when you think about how you think about giveaways, you think about giveaways. It's service, it's giving. And so this is one of the things that endeared people to her because she, le she lives such a life of service. I don't know her motives. I believe she's generally a good person, but I don't know. I don't, everything else, I don't, I don't want to say anything. We are on air, right? Um, but that's what connects people with her. My children are making a lot of noise. That is what connects people, a lot of people to her, all right? Um, so influence, influence is very, very easy. Very, very easy. One of the reasons we like P-Downs is because, you know, when I met P-Downs, I knew that one of the things I liked, one of the things I knew a lot of people liked, and even till now, when P-Downs meets you for the first time, you feel like he's focused on you. You feel like everything, he's made everything else in the room small, and he's focused on you. And even though you guys only talk for two to three minutes, it feels like there was something strong enough that was deposited in you. It's service. We're going to talk about PDAM's consistency. It's service. <laughs> and it's not always easy. And we'll come to that. The intentionality, the attention. It's service. And this is why when PDAM says something, even if your, your second mind does not really want to listen, you're like, this guy knows what he has saying. He has tried for me. He has preached many messages. He has taught four books of master life. He always comes to church before 7.15, unlike some of us that still not come to church by 7.15. Yes. And he remembers the things you tell him. Yeah, I don't know how Peter answers that. Right? It connects you, it endears you. And so influence becomes easier. Influence becomes easier because you are served. All right, let's to wrap up. Because Peter is now going to yeah, that you see, you see how time passes. Now you've spoken for one hour, 15 minutes. I haven't done that yet. Right? But let's see how it goes. Um, all right, so next point. Master of quality conversations. Happy dance, collect your accolades. Yeah, Pidam, now that it's, don't say it, if you happen, don't say it. Let's just water under the bridge. Okay, next one. It service sharpens your excellence, usefulness, and fruitfulness. Service sharpens your excellence, usefulness, and fruitfulness. And I'm going to really race now. Um, let's read Hebrews 5.14. Hebrews 5.14, a scripture I know that we are familiar with as well. Dun, da, da, dun, da, dun. Hebrews, where you at? Hebrews 5.14 to 17. Ah, why am I saying 14? Hebrews 5.14, where did I say 17? 14. But solid food is for full-grown men, 
for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary either to divine or human law. So their senses and their mental faculties are trained by reason of practice. And as a result, they're able to discriminate and distinguish. Let me see that in some other versions. Um, Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. All right, message says milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways. Solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong. And this is where Paul was saying, I, I want to tell you many things. I want to entrust many things to you. I want to deliver certain revelations to you. I want to bring you guys higher to certain things, but you people are still drinking milk. And so I cannot entrust these things to you. So service is a training, right? It's just like, well, in Nigeria, UNYSC is supposed to prepare you for the life of work. NYC, so ideally, NYC is supposed to help you interact with the cultures of other states in Nigeria so that you can serve your nation better. But yeah, that doesn't really happen because most of us, we are always really playing always rejecting ourselves and coming back to Lagos, right? So yeah, but that's the whole concept. And so when you serve, you get better at serving. When you serve, when you go for, and this is the whole concept of interning. When you intern, we know people who started interning for top um, fashion designers and today they have their own labels. We have people who interned as um, assistants, personal assistants, and now they are CEO, um, CFO or number two in the company. Service sharpens your, you went to Anambra, did you stay there? Tell me what's, what have you decided to do for people in the East? How has that helped you? Has that helped you serve Nigeria? Has that helped you serve your motherland? <laughs> okay, so it sharpens your excellence, usefulness and fruitfulness. And I think this one is a really big one for me. Service sharpens your excellence, your usefulness, and your fruitfulness. Poor <laughs> person, coming for a selfie. I'm cuckoo here, or I'm cuckoo inside the selfie. Um, when you serve, and because service is you being like God, more of God is deposited on the inside of you. When you serve, you understand that a part of you dies, the self part of you dies, and it gives more room for Christ to be formed in you. So you're growing. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Pidams. Thank you. Right? Uh, when you serve, and Pidams says that thing so many times, especially as leaders, when we started three, four, five years ago, everything will go to Pidams. So Pidams, what do you think about this? Pidams, what do you think about that? And now Pidams is like, eh, -eh go and sort it out. And it's like Jesus said to the disciples, the people are hungry, uh -huh. go and feed them. You got this, you've been with me for so long, you know how to work this thing. And, and I'm sure by the time the disciples, I'm sure they still got one or once or twice, and it's okay because there's grace and God is a loving father, right? After they did that and they saw that the bread multiplied, um, they were like, oh, we can do this. And I'm sure maybe a couple of other times down the line, they didn't need to go and disturb Jesus. Or last, last, they found what they had and said, Jesus, this is what we have. Oh yeah, what can you, what will this one do? Not that you are going to Jesus from ground zero, going to your boss from ground zero. 
So service grows you. It increases, it sharpens your excellence, your usefulness. Because it's only somebody that is sharp that we can use. The Bible says if the, the edge of the axe is dull, much strength is needed. Your boss, the work that the boss hired you for, the boss is doing it. You're stressing the boss out. You're stressing the boss out. Your boss is supposed to just supervise, to oversee, to get reports, to read reports, to just look at CCTV camera once in a while so that he or she has a mind to build something bigger. And when your boss says that you're very useful, I want to increase your pay, your pay because you are useful. I want to recommend you because you are useful. This charger is turning on you. And when you're useful, you become fruitful. You can't be fruitful if you are not useful. Nobody wants to multiply what is useless. Right? You only multiply what is fruitful. Lots to say there, but because of time, I'm going to move. Um, and of course, when we look at seven miracles in the Bible, and Peter has taught us this, things multiply on the go. The water was turned to wine as they went. The lepers were healed as they went. So your fruitfulness is on the go. You can't serve today and not serve tomorrow. You keep going. All right. Um, number five, fruitfulness is for elevation. And I think I'll just read the scripture. When I say for elevation, we've already addressed what that means. It's an offshoot of service. And we already read the scripture in Philippians 2, 3 to 8, where Christ was exalted because he stooped so low. All right. Um, and always know that, is, don't say that stooping so low. We've already addressed the point that you're already great. You are not serving so that you will not be great. You are great. That's why you are serving. All right? So Christ, for those who came in late, Christ did not see it as, he did not see equality with God as something to be dragged because he was already equal with God. So the fact that he left heaven and came to earth, and we listed all those things that, quote, unquote, he suffered. He's not, quote, unquote, said he suffered. <laughs> the reason he could do that because he knows that who he is was untainted. Who he is was not going to change. And so last, last, I'm still, I'm still God, right? So um, service is elevation. Number six, it's a command. It's a command. Let's quickly read Galatians 5, 13 to 14. Someone can post Galatians 5, 13 to 14. Another person post 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11. I need to be done by 9, 8.30. It's a command. Someone help me post. We can do Amplified Classic versions. Galatians 5, 13 to 14, and 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11. All right. And the last point under why should we serve, um, why should we serve this? It's common sense. It's common sense. All right. Thank you so much, Bozzy. First Peter 4, 10 to 11, Amplified Classic. As each of you has received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, they gave you endowments. So babes are looking for endowments. You're already endowed. Come on. <laughs> right? A particular spiritual talent. And you've been giving it to, they gave you new. It's not that you woke up like this. God gave you. God gave you. You are now doing your own. God gave you. And I'm coming to these tables very soon because the spirit and the zeal for service is going to consume us in this house. Not just at kings, primarily at kings as we discuss as kings, but even as we go into the world as kings. Because we know that we are not a church. We are movements. We are ecclesia. We are 
We are the deciding people. Amen. All right. Um, employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace. Faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. Whoever speaks, let him do it as one who utters oracles of God. Whoever renders service, and so whatever gifts you have, you have, you have do it as unto God. Whoever renders service, let him do it as with the strength which God furnishes abundantly. So even this service that you are complaining, I'm tired, and hopefully we'll get to that. If not, God is good. I'm tired, I'm tired. It's no you. Remember, we also read that scripture, referenced that scripture, um, that Abraham was strengthened by faith and praise. So it's not that you are trying to walk it with God in this service thing. Your faith in him, your trust in him, and your praises unto him is what strengthens you, right? And for those who came late, we said, because faith pleases God. When God is pleased with you, he will help you. He will be there for you. And when you praise God, he inhabits in the praise of his people. And if God is living in you, you can't be stranded. All right. As with the strength which God furnishes abundantly so that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to him be glory, dominion forevermore. So through your service, God will be glorified. All right. Galatians 5, 13 to 14. For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. <laughs> Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh, an opportunity or excuse for selfishness. So, yes, God has given you the prerogative to choose him, but don't just... Now decide, I can do what I want, how I want it. Let it not be an excuse for your selfishness. Because the natural proclivity of the fallen man is not to serve, is to save himself, to save himself from stress, to save himself from backbiting, to save himself from people putting in mouth in his business, to save himself from being vulnerable, to save himself from people seeing his weaknesses, his shortcomings to get all he can for himself and his family, for us to just be content, let everybody day their day. That is the natural proclivity of a man. But we have been admonished otherwise. Don't use your freedom. I can serve God at home. I'm coming to and I wrap up with how we should serve. I can, God sees the heart. I can worship God on my own. It's not by coming to church. It's not until I join a team that I will serve. So don't, it's selfishness. You're thinking about yourself. Because really and truly, if you can give me scriptural reference or Holy Ghost reference that God said you don't need to serve in church, then we'll let you go. But till then, don't use your opportunity of freedom as an excuse for selfishness. Anything you want to do, especially for God, that you are the center of is likely a selfish reason when it comes to service. When you are the center. I mean, I hear, even hear people say things like, um, I don't want to have children because it's going to affect my career. That's selfish. That's putting you at the center of it. I'm not saying everybody must have children, but especially as a believer, why? Because if children are a strategy for dominion, if children are a strategy to deal with the enemies at the gates, if children are a strategy to raise godly seed so that the earth is replenished with godliness, why don't you want to be part of that strategy? But through love, you should serve one another. So it's a command. You should serve one another. For the whole law concerning human relationship is compiled with in this one precept. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the last, has anybody posted James 4, 17 and Proverbs 11? 
Ooh, maybe I didn't say it. James 4.17, Proverbs 11.22. James 4.17 pretty much says, if you know what to do, this is under the point of it's common sense to serve. If you know what to do and you don't do it, then you are guilty of committing sin. And Proverbs 11.22, paraphrasing a bit, says, a pretty woman with no sense is like putting a ring in the, in the, in the nose of a pig. It's waste. What are you using your beauty for if you don't have sense? If you are living in a house, if you are living with your parents or you are living with someone, doesn't it make sense that you buy something here and there? Doesn't it make sense that you pay for Wi-Fi here and there? Doesn't it make sense that you tip the staff now and then? Doesn't it make sense that you clean up your own room? Hopefully more than now and then. Doesn't it make sense that when they are contributing to mommy's 70th birthday, daddy's 70th birthday, you are contributing? Doesn't it make sense that if they are making laws concerning your estate, you come together with your siblings and say, oh no, we should not allow this one to affect us like this, we should not allow this one to affect us like this. Doesn't it make sense? Wouldn't it be absolutely irresponsible for you to just sit in your house, like first of all, we say a bump on a log? Yeah, yes, sir a bump on a log. So when it now comes into the house of God, why is it any different? And this now takes me into how to serve, how to serve. And this is now, this is now coming into practicalities. We've understood the why we should serve. How should we serve? And again, talking to us as members of this house of Kings, Colossians 3, 23 to 25. I'm closing. I only have two points under this and I will leave it at that. I was going to talk briefly about why it can be hard. I've already shared one. Um, and then the reward of service. Well, this is fine. How is should serve? Just two points. Colossians 3. Oof, Holy Spirit, thank you. Uh, Colossians down. Colossians 3, 23 to 25. How should we serve? Whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that you will receive the inheritance, which is your real reward. The one whom you are actually serving is Lord Christ, is the Lord Christ, the Messiah. For he who deals wrongfully will reap the fruit of his folly. Mm -hmm. He who deals wrongfully will reap the, the fruit of his folly and be punished for his wrongdoing. And with God, there is no partiality, no matter what a person's position may be, whether he's slave or master. And so there's also the scripture in Matthew 22, 37, Matthew 22, 37, that says, serve the Lord with all your might, with all your soul, and with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul. Hmm. So bringing it home into service team, into kings. It's not enough, Pidams has taught us so many times, it's not enough to come and you're ushered to your seats and you receive hot music from KMT and you are served by the facilitators in Master Life. All that one is for your, for your personal spiritual nourishment. 
How about the one that you are serving to God, that you are giving to God? What is your contribution into it? How are you serving? Is it in timeliness? Is it in commitment? You know, it's so easy. And I mean, one of the reasons I'm going to give why it feels hard to serve is because we've become busier than we need to be, or the world has sold us a busy schedule, or we are aspiring to respire, to aspire, to refire, to become, um, or we just don't have our priorities right. Because, like, I mean, I've shared before, I think it was from a devotional I read, if we are too busy for God, then we are too busy. Sin and busyness do the same thing. They separate us from God. So it really boggles my mind. It really, really boggles my mind when you show up to work, your nine to five or your business every day. They say, come for staff meeting. You show up for staff meeting. Do you say you have prior engagements? You go for staff meeting. Um, they say we are contributing X, Y, Z to the funds, to what they call that thing, cooperatives. Last time people argue, but you will set on a sheet. You pay it. They say call time to work is 8 a.m. If you don't come 8 a.m., they deduct your salary. You're going to show up at 8 a.m. And this you do five, some of you, six times a week. I actually need answers in the comment section. Why is it different for God, especially when it's moving once a week? Why is it different from God for the Wednesdays? Why is it different for, for, for God for join a committee and, and do shout it, shout it loud and facilitate master life? And anniversary is coming up, you're on the team for that. We need people in service and logistics. We need people in ushering. We need more people in welfare. We need more people in children's church. Why does that become different? Listen, you're not the only one who has it tough at home. And this is not to disparage anybody. You're not the only one who is low on cash. Believe me. You're not the only one who works a difficult job. You're not the only one who has children. When the Bible says, love the Lord your God, serve him with all your hearts, that is all of your spirit with all your might and your strength. That is, I'm tired when I'm coming to church. And I'm so happy we've heard testimonies and PDMs have shared testimonies of people who do night shifts, people who work in um, telecoms like Nora, like Ife, and they come from, there's no time they've changed in church. Says so with all your strength, that is, I'm sleepy, I'm tired. I want to turn off this alarm, but I'm going to come to church to be serviced and to serve God. That yes, there's traffic on third Lambre, but I'm going to enter by it. with all your strength, with all your soul. Another version says with all your intelligence. What are you using your intelligence for? You want to make sharp and snazzy videos on Instagram. They say algorithm favors reels now, so you want to be making videos, produce content. How does that intelligence trace back to God? I always ask, what is the kingdom quotient in anything you're doing? What is the kingdom quotient in what you're doing? People are at the bus stop as early as 5.30 daily to get to work and people rush into church at 9 a.m. because they are late or slept in. It boggles my mind. And I speak down to say you are 28 years old. Nobody say you are 15 years old. You are 32, you are 35. And you are rushing to meet an 8 o'clock service. Somebody say that is not us. 
somebody say that is not us. That that's not how you king. Imagine a king coming late to his meetings. The people will lose trust in him. His people will start thinking somebody should overthrow, somebody should step in. He's the only buzzy that is on this call now. Imagine a king just not showing up, just being sloppy. People will start saying, no, we think we need a new king and we need to dethrone this one because he's not showing commitment. He's not showing that he's giving this kingdom his all. It's not us. You can't say, yes, Sidams has said we can take time off two Sundays a month. If it's really choking, explain to us and we can understand why. Because people will just travel. They will not even send email. They will just go for years. The question is, when you are gone, who is doing your work? You just left it. Ah, minister will change. She got it. p is around. Last, last, they will find a way. Life must go on. No, not in this context. Your boss sends you a memo at work. Don't reply that memo before close of business. But p will send voice notes. Your team lead will send voice notes. Five days. One week. Oh, sorry, I was not online. Wait, you are not online at work. You won't query you that why are you not online? Why are you not checking your school email? Your work. I say school because I was there before. That, that's why you're not checking your emails. That's, that's, you deserve query for that. If you are monitoring your email, you are always refreshing your work mail to ensure, even when you're working from home, you're ensuring you're not missing email. Why would you treat God's own differently? You know, Pinam said, worship is consciously and willingly esteeming the attributes and, um, the attributes and the, what's the other word now, guys, help me. The character, recognizing the character and the attributes. Yes, thank you. Of something or someone that you esteem, right? This is it. So you can't say, yeah, I worship her. God cannot be mocked. By their fruits, we shall know them. It's not by, yes, sir, preach it, sir, by crying in church, by falling on the ground. It's by these things we shall know. They call for service team meeting. They have to cajole, beg, this one, that one. They say, contribute for this inside church. Let's not go to this table. Contribute. I don't want to go to this table. Silence, crickets. But you bought Shaoma, you bought data, you've taken a girl out that does not like you, by the way. She's not going to say yes to you. But you spent your money. But these are the issues. These are the issues. These are the issues. We should serve God with all our hearts, all our mind, all our strength. All of it. Not some of it, all of it. God needs to get the highest portion of it. Yes, you are tired, do it. We have said faith and praise will energize you. There's a scripture in Colossians 1. I think it's Colossians 1.10 or Colossians 1.19. Please, someone help me find it quickly. Amplified, classic, or amplified. Help me find it. Colossians 1.10 or 19, thereabouts. It says, Paul, I serve myself. Hey, before phone don't fall. Let me roll this charger. I serve to the point of exhaustion. Paul says, I serve to the point of exhaustion, yet I'm energized by the strength of Christ. Very good. 
some of you people, you boys should overnight. You thought university was end of overnight. You did overnight to do proposal for Christ. For I say for Christ, for office. But when last did you do overnight to disciple a soul? When last did you over, do overnight to ensure that your transcription was ready? When last did you do overnight to ensure that at uh, this king calendar that PDAMS has sent, we are seeing where we are going to fall. In some of you, you wrote, you've acknowledged the calendar. I'll see where I can contribute. <laughs> you've not contributed anything. Finally, Mark 10, 42, and I'm going to end with this, and I'll let PDAMS have the floor. Mark 10, 42. We've read this, um, but I think there's just one more part I wanted to highlight on that how to serve. Uh, Mark 10, 42. But Jesus called them to him and said to him, you know that those who are recognized as governing and are supposed to rule the Gentiles, Lord is over them, ruling with absolute power, holding them in subjection, and their great men exercise authority and dominion over them. But this is not so amongst you. Whoever desires to be great among you must be a servant. So you are not serving with established because from a place of I'm the, I'm the committee leader. I'm the one that PDAMS chose. I'm the chosen one. I'm the Odogu. Without me, they do nothing. I'm a mover and a shaker. Chicken fried committee. And you're not lording it over people. You are team lead. But you are using anger, wrath, fear to rule. No, we don't do that. We are not like the Gentiles. We are not like those who do not know Christ. Okay. So I'm going to end it here, and I hope we understand more what service is. It's a dominion mandate. Christ did the first act of service in love when he died even before we fell. And if we are like him, that means we must serve. We know why we should serve, because Jesus did it, because serving is saving, because it's an inroad to kingdom expansion, because it sharpens your excellence, usefulness, and fruitfulness, because it is elevation. It is not a route to elevation. It is elevation, right? Um, Service is common sense, and it is a command. And importantly, we should serve with all our might, all our strength, and all our heart, all our soul. Amen. Thank you all so much. I cannot even believe the time. Like, fam, I cannot believe the time. PDAMs, do not, do not, do not tell me anything. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, PDAMs, for the opportunity. I'm really grateful. Thank you all for showing up and for staying on the call. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to hand over to PDAMs at this time. Thank you so much, sir. I'm not even sure if PDAMS is at home. Uh, I'm going to... Okay, I can see he's turned on his video. Maybe he wants me to say that he's still driving or something. Okay. PDAMS is still Uh oh. You're breaking off, sir. Oh, the network over there is quite iffy. 
Thank you all so much. Thank you all so, 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 so much. Thank you all so much. Let's take heed. Um, let's serve. Let's serve God. Let's serve people. Let's serve humanity. So think about your job through the eyes of service. Think about your business through the eyes of service. Think about your membership at King through the eyes of service. See your relationship with God through, yes, father, daughter, father-child relationship, but also, also through the eyes of service. Um, and as and as far as Kings is concerned, I want us I want us to come into a new level of service, commitment, passion, um, intensity. Yeah. Don't let it be like it's ten people that's carrying the weight of two hundred people. It's not easy. Sometimes some people stop serving because they feel burnt out because they are always the ones doing stuff. Don't let that happen to your sibling. That will be on you. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if Bukala can let us know what PDAMS is trying to do. Um, can okay, can anyone just share one or two comments? What stood out for them? Well, we'll try to see if PDAMS can connect or if we could should just pray and wrap up. But let me see one or two comments. One or two comments. What stood out for you? Okay, Bukola, I see your message. All right, one or two points. Real quick, what stood out for you? Okay, noted, Bukola. There is a way to serve, yeah. There is a way to serve. You can't serve God on your own terms. You serve him how... He wants to be served. What has been stipulated in our constitution. All right? We serve like Jesus served. You don't even have to wait until there's calamity, until there's a situation. You don't have to wait for spotlights. You serve even before. Service is greatness. It's not the pathway to greatness. It is greatness. For me, I think... Service is, a domin is the dominion mandate. Before thrones and rulership, service is the dominion mandate. For me, that really stood out for me. The part about service being, bringing out fruitfulness and excellence, I create very well. As much of my talents have been developed in service. Beautiful. Service is selfless. Yes, if that seed of selflessness is not in you, the fruit of dominion, the fruit of the manifest dominion, the fruit of the manifest greatness, will never come from you because the seed of dominion comes, the fruit of dominion comes from the seed of service. The fruit of dominion, the manifestation of dominion comes from the seed of service. That's a good one. Someone please write it down for me. All right. As Christians, we don't serve to gain things in itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Okay. I'm just going to check one last time if PDAMS has been able to connect. Um, no, he has not. All right. I don't know if anybody has a question, a comment, or a contribution. We'll just wait for that. If not, we'll round off um, with a word of prayer. But does anybody have any comment or question or contribution? Comment, question, or contribution. What is happening? I'm looking for the chats. Yes, service sharpens our excellence and usefulness. It does. It does. It really does. Mm -hmm. 
It really does. Is there any circumstance that service can ever be bad? And if you are serving a bad person, if you are serving a bad person and you now um, incorporate their ways because you like them so much, you admire them so much, then the service can be bad. Service can be bad if you are doing it to the detriment of your health, if you are doing it to the detriment of your personal peace. In fact, that is not service. That is now, I don't know what you are doing. But if you are doing it to the detriment of your health, detriment of your personal peace, detriment of your personal work with God, then it's becoming something else. Those are the two categories under which I feel service in quotes can become bad. I don't know if anybody else has any answer or contribution to that. All right. Thank you for the question, Mo. In the absence of any other question or comment or contribution, um, I'll just say thank you, Father. Thank you for helping us, for shedding light, for shining your light. Lord, let these words stand, rest deeply in our hearts, in our subconscious, in our conscious. Let us live it out each and every day in all the places that we find ourselves at work, at school, at home in service to you as kings, O oh God. Let these words not stand against us. Let these words not fall on deaf ears. Let there be a manifestation of the words that have been spoken. Let us go in you in service and by service in the name of Jesus. Let us become bankable and dependable by you because we serve. Let us experience true dominion because we have served in the name of Jesus. Help us to give our all to you, O oh God, because you gave your all to us in the first place. So you're not asking us to do something you haven't done in the first place. We give you all the glory and honor. Thank you because kings is stronger even by service. Kings multiplies even by the service of men and women on this call and even those that will join us. Thank you because even as we go into the rest of the week, we speak greatness. We speak peace. We speak favor. We speak abundance. We speak that we overcome by the power of the word in us. We do not focus on the circumstances around us, but we overcome by the word of the Lord in us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. Thank you. Have a fantastic and amazing night. Um, God was really on this call because there's no service in this office. But yeah, thank God it was clear all through. Love you guys. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Take care. All right, bye. generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.